Oh, man. Are we going to have to talk about the Dr. Manhattan personal massage device? <laughs> that was that was unexpected. You're listening to Recap.fm's coverage of the HBO series Watchmen. I'm JD. I'm Seal. Let's talk about She Was Killed by Space Junk. <laughs> junk. Space junk. Junk from space. Nobody was actually killed by it, though. I know. I was a little disappointed. Well, I didn't see any Comanche horsemanship last time either. So. Well, that's true. Um, or running out of ice. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? I don't know. So, overall impressions of the episode. I figured we'd kick it off with that. What did you think? I really liked it. You, was this your favorite of the three? This or? is my favorite of the three. Hmm. Interesting. So I'm watching it and I'm thinking, man, you know, I'm, I liked these first two episodes. And then this one got going. I was like, damn, this show just got good. Yeah. I like Jean Smart. Yes. I think she's an excellent actress. She makes everything she, better. I agree. She's one of the few actresses that makes everything better. So I'm never disappointed when she shows up. <sighs> so, but her character, Silk Spectre, Lori Blake... Agent Lori Blake at this and point. And interesting that she took uh, Blake's last name. It is interesting that she took that. Um, spent so much time hating her father even when she knew who he was. And I think part of it is because of the vigilanteism and the kind of the stigma and the negative stigma attached to not only Dr. Manhattan, but also to everything that happened with Ozymandias in mm-hmm. New York. She's like, I got to step away from that. As much as possible. So it may have been a convenience thing more than a uh, honoring her father thing. I buy that. But she could have picked any name. That's true. That, that's very true. So it's still... Hmm. So maybe she didn't want to lose her there. whole identity, but she didn't want to maintain her whole identity. <laughs> yeah. So th- it starts off with the uh, the bank heist, and it's all a setup. To catch a Batman wannabe. A very elaborate setup. Yeah. I mean, but as soon as he came out, he's like, I'm not worried about hockey pants. I was like, <laughs> oh my God. What are we doing? It's Batman. It's Christian Bale. <sighs> so, wh- what is the hate? What is the hate with the vigilante heroes? Like, there's clearly government officials that aren't behind it, but the people seem to really be supportive. Of the guy. So what's the, where's the disconnect? I don't know. I, I think... Um, I think that the government has been on this set course for so long that they're saying, no, we're not sharing power. We're not, you know, there's... You're going to play by our rules. And okay. it's been that way for so long. You know, thirty some odd years at this point mm-hmm. that vigilantes are bad. Okay, and I think and I think the general public felt that way for a while mm-hmm. and has come back around to well, you know what? These guys are actually, you know, taking care of the neighborhood, so to speak. Right, because on, on a local level. Well, because then there's DOPA, where the police are able to cover their face with a mask. Mm-hmm. So what makes them any different than vigilantes? You know, they're just that they have a badge, just because police officers aren't elected. Police officers are, I mean, it's a job. They're hired to do it and they're paid to do mm-hmm. it, which is different than 
the vigilantes who are doing it because they actually want to do some good. So it's a weird, thin line. Very much so. And Agent Lori Blake even says later in the show, she's like, what's the difference between a vigilante and a cop that wears a mask? I don't know what it is. She just thinks the whole thing's a a big mess. I mean, mean, what she she came from. She lived it. Yeah, and, and she lived the real thing. Being Dr. Manhattan's girlfriend, what on earth is going to even surprise you mm-hmm. after that? Like, and then, you know, dating the owl for a long, long time. And now the owl's in trouble, locked up and all that stuff. But it's like, she's a little jaded and she's a little like, you people don't even understand what reality is. Yeah. What the real thing is. And I think, I think for her, it's putting a stop to. The pretenders who were, in, I think, perhaps in her mind, just creating nothing but problems. Yeah. Yes, it is. Because, I mean... And sure even the real deals created problems. I mean, look at what Ozymandias did. Yes. And uh, we'll talk about her phone calls <laughs> to Dr. Oh Manhattan goodness, later. That was, that was interesting. It really was. But, so she goes to Tulsa to investigate the sheriff's death because... They don't think it's the 7th Calvary because the 7th Calvary would have claimed credit for the death, which they would have. I oh, mean, sure. that makes perfect sense. Yeah. So we don't really know who is responsible or why they did what they did, which is why you send Lori Blake there to find out if it's a vigilante and to get to the bottom of the issue. Yep. And they have a whole task force ready to go. And she's like, nah, nah, nah. I'll go by myself. Yeah. And, and then he's like, well, you got to take somebody. Yeah. Fine, I'll take that guy. I'll take a slide projector guy. The projectionist. Were you ever the projectionist in class? Oh, sure. Kids these days won't ever know the joy of being the projectionist, but I remember it was quite the treat. It was quite the treat. I grew up to get paid to do that. Yes. But I remember back in the day in like third, fourth grade, they're like, whose turn is it to run the projector today? Oh, it's my turn. Oh, yeah. You got to click the button. So great. Yeah. Those were the days. There, and then there was the one with the little film thing, and it would go boom, mm-hmm. and you, well, yeah. Or we had overhead projectors. Did you have those? Oh, we had those too. With like the the little plastic things that you would project onto the screen, mm-hmm. and the teacher would write on it and highlight and certain oh, yeah. things. Oh yeah. With dry erase before like dry erase boards is amazing. My geometry teacher. That's how she lectured. Yeah. Yeah. My dad is a. Biology professor, that's how he lectured for a long, long time. Now he uses a computer. But back in the day, I mean, and if they dropped those slideshows, oh my gosh. Oh, forget about it. Life was over. Life was over. Okay, so Blake shows up to the warehouse where they're doing the interrogation, and she calls it, (laughs) she's so on the nose. She's like, this is a racist hunter thing? Like, we're trying to find out who's racist in here? And then when she talks to Looking Glass, she basically calls him out for his BS. Like, okay, so the stuff that you're projecting on the wall is to find out if they're racist. Yeah, That's you, it. You built a racist detector. Yeah. Cool. I love it when he goes, I, I wish you wouldn't call it that. Yeah. That's an <laughs> oversimplification. But uh, sure, why not? But Lori knows his real name. He knows Angel's his real name and her mm-hmm. alter ego. And she's not buying it. She doesn't. She's got no time for anybody's crap. Right. And she's not impressed. She's like, ooh, you're looking glass. And she's like picking sunflower seeds out of her teeth, looking in his little mask. She's like, you wear a mirror on your face. People are going to use it. I love that line. Yeah, absolutely. 
So the funeral for Judd happens to be in a few hours. So she's like, I'm going to go to this funeral. And she goes to the funeral. And it's an interesting, I think interesting is a fair word mm-hmm. um, for what happens. Yeah. Um, Angela's eulogy, I did not I did not see that coming. I didn't either. Get along, but little it doggies. kind of made sense. I mean, you know, you're going to sing a song. But why that song? song? I don't know. And everybody starts I mean, clapping along, and you're like, what have I missed? I don't know. I don't understand. Well, I mean, you know, Jed was kind of a cowboy, so. Well, he thought he was. He thought sure. he was, for sure, yeah. Yeah. I have friends that still wear cowboy hats in public, and I don't understand. But to each their own, I guess. Well, cowboy hats are awesome. Do you, But you wear it all the time in public? It seems like an occasion to wear a cowboy hat, like mowing, or you're going to the rodeo. I mean, they have their places. Those are the two. Yeah, I mean, I can't think of another reason. Rodeo or working in the yard for a long period of time. When I was a kid, I had a cowboy hat and I thought it was awesome, but I I probably wouldn't wear one now. I'd probably rather wear a sombrero because it would cover more. It would. Yeah, so that way I don't get burned, but whatever. So at the funeral, 7th Calvary shows up with a bomb. Dude, tunnels in. Yeah. That was impressive. It was. And he's got a bomb vest, and he says, it's attached to my heart, so if I stop, um, the bomb's going to go off and you're all going to die. And he's after the senator. So the senator seems to have a bigger role than we originally maybe thought, because we didn't meet him till last episode. Yep. Um, Judd's wife ran his campaign. And he did the dope act, which is why the police can wear masks now. And he's really kind of against Seven Calvary. And he has aspirations to go very high in politics. He does. Well, and he's Keen Jr. Did you notice that? Yes. Son of Keen, the Mm -hmm. Keen Act. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. There's a little bit of history there. Okay, that's one of the things that I loved about this episode was tying in all of the history and the lore from this world. It, yeah. It's they're really leaning heavily into it, and right? I, I think that I think that's why I geeked out so much on this episode. And I, I think I appreciate about it is if you didn't read the comic or see the movie or know anything about Watchmen before this, you wouldn't be lost. It, no, not at all. Because not it doesn't all. make it like super important. Like, oh, you have to have the whole backstory. No, not at all. It just is a nice callback for people who do know it. Mm-hmm. So uh, Blake doesn't believe that. The vest is attached to his heart. So she drops him. Boom. Two shots him. He's dead. And then it starts to uh, be faster. So it's like, oh, oh, no. Everybody go. Everybody go. And Angela uh, drags the body into the hole and then throws Judd's casket on top and saves everybody's life. Yep. And then the body is destroyed. A little bit. A little gross. (laughs) A little gross. For sure, but um, later Lori and Angela have a talk while they're discussing the tunnels, and it's kind of a measuring contest. I don't know what you call that with women, um, but it's what it is. Yeah. And sizing each other up. Exactly. Lori, when Lori confronts Angela about the secret compartment in Judd's closet, it's, it's interesting to me that she knows that Angela's the one who found something and is maybe protecting Judd, is maybe trying to do her own investigation. It's hard for her to gauge mm-hmm. what 
Angela's really up to in this situation. Yeah, I mean, well, when you're walking into something and you don't know who to trust. Yeah. You have cer- certain information. You figure some things out. And clearly she's been around. Yeah. She's, she's, she's in, seen she's a lot. She's investigated a few people before. She has. She's but done yeah, a lot. She's got si- to size all these yokels up. Yeah, and they are kind of yokels to her. Like, oh sure, I mean, you, you're a police officer vigilante in Tulsa. Whoop de doo. Mm-hmm. Like, good for you. Uh, you may be. It's one of those things. Like, you may have been the best whatever at your high school, but you're not at your high school anymore. Nope. This is the big time. This is the big time. You 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 ain't shit here, like at all. And that's kind of how Lori is trying to portray to Angela, like. It's 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 cute, sweetie, that you think that you're a big deal, but you're not. Mm-hmm. I, I eat good guys for breakfast. And <laughs> Angela's response. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. and then, I like that. I thought that was a great little moment. And then moment. she pours out the coffee. And uh, I don't know why she did that. The coffee's coffee. Like, there's no need to not take the cup of coffee at this point. But she didn't want it. Nope, she didn't. She doesn't. She's not. She's not buying what Lori's selling. Right, and Lori has a reputation. Like of the two, even after I've seen everything that Angela can do, I'm still betting on Lori. Mm-hmm. I would still bet on her for sure. Oh yeah, she's been around. She's seen it all. Right, absolutely. So let's talk about uh, the Lord. The Lord of the Manor and what he's trying to do. Because that's just a whole separate story that I hope will eventually tie into the story that we're talking about. That, uh, yeah. I, I, it would be weird if it was just like a little aside. That it would be weird see. if there was no payoff. But I believe that there will be. I believe so too. So <laughs> I don't know what he's doing with these people. Um, but at first he's, it seems like he's trying to launch one somewhere or he hasn't put on a suit of armor and... It doesn't work, and then you see whatever he was trying to do is unsuccessful. And froze him. Froze him. Solid. Dead. He's just an icicle. Yeah, an icicle. And you see, we'll just go ahead and say it, you see Adrian Vite get really pissed and start stomping and cursing, and he's just really unhappy. Oh, he's unhappy. He's like, this skin isn't thick enough. I need to get something thicker. So he goes to hunt a buffalo or a bison or whatever it was. A yak. Was it a yak? I'm pretty sure that was a it was a it was a bison. I think it was a bison. Yeah. And he dropped that sucker with a bow and arrow. With a recurve bow, a wooden recurve bow, yeah. and a not a kind of a blunt tipped arrow drops it right through the eyeball. Yeah. And he's going to skin it when he gets shot at mm-hmm. by a mysterious figure that we don't know who they are nope. or what their role is. And this really angers Adrian. Um, so much so that when he goes back to the house and starts playing through his little scenario that he has every day, he breaks the cake, he gets all pissy, and he's just like, I don't want to play this game anymore. I'm going to go in my room and meditate. And he does. Yes. And while he's there, he receives a letter from the warden. The game warden. The game warden. Hmm. And the game warden's letter says, it seems like you have something nefarious in mind. I don't really know what you're up to, but let me explain to you something. We agreed on rules for your captivity when you first came here. Mm, and captivity. it seems like you're starting to break them. 
So if you do it again, my bullet shan't miss. I won't be shooting at your feet. But thank you for the tomatoes. Very kind of you. The tomatoes were delicious. They were on the tree. From the tomato tree. <laughs> so Adrian. Somebody explain that to me. I don't understand. Adrian's like, oh, well, let's have at our adversary and see what he's made of. I'm going to write a strongly worded letter. So he types up a letter. Well, Miss Crookshank Ms. Crookshank types, Crookshank up, types yeah. up. Fast typist on that old manual typewriter. Absolutely. That is not easy. Yes. And he tries to cover for himself and explain why he's doing what he's doing. And he has no ill will at hand. And he's very happy that he liked the tomatoes. Because tomatoes are delicious. Mm-hmm. Do you like tomatoes? Or is those one of I like tomato products. Like? But not plain tomatoes? No. And it's it's a texture thing. Mm, I can't just eat a tomato. Oh, I it's could. just weird. I like tomatoes. It's just With good gag reflex. No, mm. can't do it. But if you're going to make stuff out of the tomatoes. Like ketchup? I'm down. Okay. Like a nice sauce. Do you like tomato soup? I like tomato basil soup. Oh, there you go. Oh, I love it. Can't get enough. People, th- Okay, this is one of my weird food habits. And this is probably the weirdest one I have. Whenever I eat grilled cheese, mm-hmm. I like to dip it in ketchup that's it's fine. Everybody thinks it's gross. I'm like, you'll have a grilled cheese with tomato soup. It's almost exactly the same thing. It's kind of the same thing. Yeah, except that ketchup is cold. Yeah. Well, and you know, I mean, I, I dip a, I eat a um, a patty melt and dip it in ketchup. Oh, see, that just ruins patty melt. So it's, no. it's no, no you different. Don't, it's just you don't need no ketchup on no patty melt from Whataburger. I mean, you can do it. But you don't need it. I'm just saying. it's. I no, like I it. Patty melt. It's huh? like a little extra something. First of all, how dare you? So, after he writes the letter, he's like, prepare, I will hunt again at Well, and then, he out, and then he says, you know, the, the sincerely or whatever, Adrian Veidt. Yes. And what's it's interesting is he almost signs it Ozymandias. Yes. He's like, Oz, nope, nope, wait, blah, blah, blah. Glad you like the tomatoes. Uh, Adrian Veidt. Adrian Veidt. So, who was right about that? You were right. This guy. This guy. Well, you're welcome for letting you be right. Um, Thank you. It's not, it's not often that I'm right. <laughs> so, he dresses up in his Ozymandias mm-hmm. suit later to go hunting, which was interesting. Yeah. He, you know, he's like, at midnight, I hunt or something. Yeah, so he wants to go get that bison. And I don't know why being in the Ozymandias suit will help him hunt, but whatever. What do I know? Well, I get the impression that at this point, he's a little bit crazy. A little bit. I mean, he's probably been cooped up for a while. Yeah. He, he killed three million people. Well, let's, let's a good segue into the jokes that Lori Blake, apparently you can call on the phone to Mars and be connected with Dr. Manhattan. You can leave him a message. Yes. And he, that he supposedly will listen to. Right. I mean, he can make multiple copies of himself. I'm sure there's one copy that's just listening. To all of the phone calls. And I bet at this point it's been 30 years. How many people are still calling? Oh my goodness. Up there. Like in, and where do they keep all of these things? Like, is it one in every town? Is there certain... It appears to be. I mean, it appears like it's a thing. It's yeah. like a chain of phone booths. It's weird. It's that, a little weird. You, know, you just get, you go to have the little hydrogen molecule spinning on the top. Yeah. And you go there and you make your, your satellite call. Yeah. In 40 seconds, he'll receive the message. Which is fast. Very fast. Yeah. You look at the movie The Martian. It takes years to fly to Mars. So, crazy. 
Well, I mean, radio waves you get there. do travel much faster. Much faster. I would agree. All right, so the stories that she tells, the jokes that she tells, are they narratives on the real world? Are they her just trying to communicate with her ex-boyfriend? Are we supposed to find deeper meaning in them? What do you think? I think it's all three. I think it's I think it's a little bit of I mean obviously there's, you know, liberties are taken, but I I think you know, there's a, I think there's some truth sure in there. I mean, we know Ozymandias killed a bunch of people. 3 million. I mean, we know we whacked 3 million people. Yeah. Um and you got to break some eggs, man. You got to break some eggs. Um and we know some of the things she said about Dr. Manhattan it's like we know to be true because we know that he said those things. Right. True. And, uh, yeah. And we know Night Owl was just trying to be a good guy. Yeah. And look what it got him for well, his troubles. Night Owl was, you couldn't ask for a more polar opposite than Dr. Manhattan, than Night Owl. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of what Maury wanted, was yeah. something totally different than the Night Owl. And clearly she's not over Dr. Manhattan because of what she carries in her briefcase, which was really startling. Uh, I was not expecting I that. wasn't expecting that either. And apparently, you know, the phone booster thing, apparently this uh, personal massage device is a thing as well. Because I mean, it's, you have to put it together. <laughs> it, it, it travels unassembled and you have to assemble it. Yeah. I mean, how do you get through? I mean, she flew on a private FBI she, jet. Yeah, she I didn't mean, have to get through security. Imagine checking that through luggage. Like, what the... What is this? I mean, you're, is like this a, a whole, pipe bomb? It's a whole other piece of luggage yeah. that you have <laughs> to carry. Yeah, that was a little out there. I don't understand the yeah. mechanics of that. Right. It, well, she wasn't feeling it. She, nah, she wasn't into it. So she's like, I'm going to go talk to history professor here and maybe he can satisfy my needs. And he didn't because she he's asleep and she's laying there. Yeah. So at the end... After talking about this story with the girl that throws the brick up in the air and killing God and sending God to hell. I thought that was clever. I love jokes like that that yeah. do that where she's like telling jokes. She goes, oh, man, that's just wrong. I like how she got there. I like how yeah. she it, – it's a classic fuck you clown joke. Yeah. And I like how she set it up where she botched the first joke. Yeah. Oh, no. Ah, I got that wrong. Okay, I'll tell you another one. Right. And then she comes back around. There's a show in Branson, Missouri. Did you ever, Have you ever been there? It's like the Nashville in the center. I, I yeah. There's They've like got a comedy the, show. I know there. there's like shows like everywhere. Yeah. yeah, it's called the Presleys, and I remember specifically they talk about someone throwing a brick up in the air, like at the beginning of the show, and then like three quarters of the way through, they tell a, a story about a dog that could fly, and whatever, and you've forgotten about the brick, and then they turn the page, and the dog has fly, this flying has caught the brick in his mouth. Like love three, stuff like that. Right, and you're like, oh my God, that's quite the callback. So this is what made me think of that. But after she tells the story about the brick and she's so mad at Dr. Manhattan, thinks that he's ignoring not only her but all of humanity because they're worth ignoring, when she walks out, a car falls down. Well, and it's important to note that she says on the phone call, you don't have a sense of humor. Yes, she does. And do you think that was Dr. Manhattan throwing the car down? I absolutely think it was Dr. Manhattan yeah. throwing the car down. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. It was a funny thing because, I mean, it startled me. You didn't see the car being dropped coming at all. And you just hear the... Right. Boom. Right. Love it. 
And they drop the car, and she just laughs and laughs. And huh. well, you look up, and I assume that's Mars she's looking at, and then right. kind of does a little glow wink. Right. I, that's I, I absolutely think it was Doctor Manhattan that did that. Interesting that he still listens to her. Mm-hmm. One, and does is he going to play a bigger role in the show? Like after this episode, you're like, okay, we've met all of the people. Not all of them, but most of the big characters from the yeah. original Watchmen, they're all still alive and kicking. So what is going to happen with them? Is it really about them or is it about the new people? You know? And I'd be fine either way. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with either way if it's just little tie-ins. But I don't know. I think Dr. Manhattan has a bigger part to play. I would think so, too. They talk about him so much in... Well, how could and you, you know, not? And then on the first episode, you sh- they show him, you know, on the closed circuit TV. But yeah, building something and then breaking it when it's not right. You don't show a gun in the first act, right? And not use it, right? I would agree. And Doctor Manhattan is just one of those things that the fact that he exists in the world at all, yeah. It's not like in Joker where they kind of talk about the Waynes as kind of like passing, and you know they talk to him a little bit and stuff like that. It's not the same as that. Mm-mm. It's it's very much Dr. Manhattan being around changes everything. Yes. Everything. So the whole world is different because of him. Yes. Definitely. That entire world that they live in, that that version of twenty nineteen is so far beyond ours. Ours. Yeah. It's interesting how 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 much more progressed it is and how much more backwards it is. Yeah. The same they live in a weird world. Yeah. Well, I mean, Sweet. when you had what, you know, decades of Nixon as president yes. and then decades of Redford as president, you know, you're going to, things are going to get a little weird. A little weird for sure. So that was the episode. Did we miss anything you want to talk about? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Not really. Yeah. I mean, we hit on, you know, because it was everything I want to talk about. All, you know, we got it. We talked about the things that I geeked out on yeah. and, and uh, talked about the car at the end and the nice. the brick joke. Yeah. Which I thought was great. Yeah. And, uh, nice. Yeah. So we hit it. All right. Well, hopefully you people that are listening really are enjoying the show. If you're not, you can let us know. Or if you are, you can let us know too. You can subscribe and leave us a review. Tell your friends all about the show. Uh, follow us on Twitter. There's a bunch of ways that you can connect with us and contact us. And we would love to hear any feedback that you have about the show so our twitter you can follow our main channel twitter at recap fm or you can follow us individually i'm at real jd lee i am at seal adams and then it's s-e-a-l-e-a-d-a-m-s mm-hmm. and we are on all social media twitter instagram facebook always at recap fm and please go check out our website recap.fm and if you want to get on our newsletter, it's recap.fm slash newsletter. We send out exclusive content. We talk about shows that are coming up, shows from the past. It's just information that if you like the podcast we're doing now, we think you would really enjoy and find useful. So recap.fm slash newsletter. Do it. Do it. So we'll be back next week. Uh, Jason should be back. He had to cancel this week, and that's fine. Um, that's why there's three of us. Yep. As backup. So we hope that you come back next week and that you're enjoying watching Watchmen. Check out all our other shows um, if you really need something to listen to in between. But until then, we hope you have a good week and we will see you next time.